Welcome back to another episode of That's a Wrap, a Raptors podcast by fans for fans. And we've got a very unpredictably uh, joyful podcast today. Uh, obviously, this is Dre. Uh, hit me up at Andreas Babs on Twitter. And we've got uh, the two J's, the CJ and the PJ. What up, guys? We got lots to talk about. Oh, it's Jay Rosales here. You can catch me at, on Twitter at Rosalesaurus. And I'm joined by PJ. What's up? What's up, guys? Isn't it crazy how one week the story completely turns itself around? Wasn't it not too far long ago people wanted Kyle out of here? Yeah, that's a little bit visceral. I mean, that's the main problem with being a diehard fan of a franchise. You kind of jump to conclusions and uh, drastic decision-making over the tiniest stuff. I mean, sure, Lowry had a, a, a couple of off games, but I mean, like, hell, look at him now. He's killing it yeah, now, you know? Crazy. Like, But yeah, guys, so welcome to That's a Rap Podcast. You can find this podcast on all your podcatchers. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at That's a Rap Pod. But my God, you, you said it at the top, Dre. I guess it's kind of unprecedented to say that, you know, we're overachieving or do you think we're exactly where we should be? Because a lot of people were saying, you know what, if we go two for two on this road trip, this is going to be a success. But I mean, we already got those two games. So how do you guys feel? We still have Denver. Um, Portland Portland. is a, is a reason. Oh yeah. No, I didn't forget, but Portland's a reasonably, Depending on who they're facing, they're either a major threat or they're not. I think we'll be fine. It's Denver that I'm a little bit more concerned about. But hell, we squashed the Warriors without Kawhi, and we wrecked the Clippers with again without Kawhi. So I'm thinking, if that's not a made team, I don't know what is. Like that's that that's a hell of an accomplishment. I mean, what do you think, uh, Rosales? What do you think? It's it's been very very impressive. Um, it's that Kawhi was not going to be playing uh, against the Clippers. More excited to hear Kawhi not playing a game because think about that. Visit LA only twice all season. He already missed the Lakers game because it was on the back end of a back-to-back. Lo and behold, he's going to miss the only other trip to LA. Uh, this time due to a bruised hip that he uh, sustained uh, during that game against the Bucks on the weekend. So happier to hear that Kawhi was going to miss a game because that means and and just to give you a little bit of context for those that have been living under a rock um when when we first acquired Kawhi all over the place about how he's only going to be here for one year his heart and soul wants to be in LA which is his hometown which is where he's from so how amazing is it that whether or not it was planned or Nick Nurse or whoever or whether it was actually a coincidence He did not play a single minute in LA and that I just, like I said, I could not be happier. And then we, if we actually get to the games, holy crap, if for any reason you actually do, Mr. Kawhi Leonard, go to LA, we're going to squash your team. We're going to (laughs) squash the Lakers. If you want to go to those teams, go ahead because we just killed them. Seriously though. But like conspiracy theories aside, like people are saying, you know what, as soon as he gets to LA, he could, he's going to see his family. He's going to see what, you know, everything that LA can can give you but if you really think about it when you're when you see if you're an injured player and you see the team that that basically is uh flying through the flying through the schedule without you that I'm pretty sure they're 7 and 1 without Kawhi right what other situation is better to be than Toronto like you have a amazing team first in the, first in the east 
sorry, not even first in the East, first in the NBA. And they can probably give you the most money. This, If you're talking about situation, and and obviously San Antonio could have given them most of the money, so the money isn't even the problem. But if you're talking about the best situation, Toronto is by far the best situation that he is in right now. And it's great to, to see Kawhi not having to deal with like the LA hoopla and everything like that. If, if I was Kawhi, and obviously no one really knows what Kawhi is thinking, I would be like, damn, this team is pretty good. They don't even need me. Well, we don't mind having them, of course. Yeah, you know, we don't. We definitely don't. But it's just, it's crazy. Like, I'm going to take this pod, for example, right? Like, if any if anyone of us is, isn't able to, to join the pod, if I can't go and you two are going to record a podcast, I'd be like, so freaking proud of you <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like that that team i don't want any other situation i'm just i'm wondering if Kawhi is thinking the same not as a podcast but as a team <laughs> and then look at the podcast would be riveting oh yeah it would be as <laughs> would be like one sentence and it's intro and outro no but like and, and think about it too, like if, if we even like dismissed all the la stuff if i i've never seen a more schedule loss oh, in my yeah. life oh. and of a back-to-back road trip going to face the defending champions who happen to be fully healthy i'm not yeah. counting you Boogie cousins we have no idea how cousins is going to do on that team but disregarding cousins right now they're a fully healthy team yeah right i mean we we defeated the the warriors a couple weeks ago at home and yeah these there was always this asterisk of oh yeah well curry and green weren't there well guess what with Curry and Green. So what did you think about that game, Dre? I didn't catch the whole thing. When I initially started to like look at the stats, I was like, oh God, this is going to be another nail-biter because without Green, without Curry, you had Durant shooting, like, what was it, 50 points? And 51. Yeah, it was 51 points. It was like down to the wire, whereas uh, over time, we barely won. So when I looked at my, at my app and I was like, Oh my God, we're up by almost twenty of the half, or, or something. It was something ridiculous, right? So when I caught the the tail end of the game, I was like, "Man, and we're we're a steady lead. Like, we we had it from like the second I first checked up, up until the end. And when I looked at the numbers afterwards, I don't think they won a single quarter except for the third, where they beat us by like what one point. But we both scored rather highly, so it didn't matter in the end. Like. It was it was no contest. Yeah, we. It was great. I, I loved it. I don't think we ever relinquished the lead. I think we were up by uh, the long or uh, the highest uh, lead we had was like eighteen, I think, but it never got close. I yeah. think the closest they got was like an eight or nine or something like that. Uh, they, they 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 had the lead at seven to four. Oh, after that, after that, that it was, was over. It, eh? After that, we we ran off an eight no run. Then they scored a bucket. Then ran off a ten no run. Like that was it. it was a wrap right off the bat. But uh, I think what what was the I guess the the turning point was at the end of the at the end of the third, mm-hmm. right? Where it just entire third quarter it was just all Raptors and it was a joy to watch, right? I mean that is especially coming out of half. You know you figure okay the the, the Warriors are down by sixteen. Kerr's gonna say something. They'll figure out something with you know opening up the floor to Curry and, and Clay. To that point had not been doing much, and. The exact opposite. It was the Raptors who came out and just totally took over that game. And it wasn't even with the offense; it was their defense. I mean, coming into this game, you know, uh, Jack and Matt were talking about how you know if you're going to beat the Warriors, you need to drop 120. 
Like that's at a minimum. You need to bring yeah. your A game offensively. But the Raptors said, you know what? No, we're going to kill them defensively. Getting them off the line on threes or forcing them into bad shots, uh, it, it worked beautifully. I mean, I was looking at the game, uh, you know, a little bit early in the fourth quarter, about like eight minutes left. And I was like, oh my gosh, the Warriors still haven't even hit 70. Yeah. yeah. Like this is, this is a masterpiece we're watching. I'd be remiss if I couldn't mention the work that Nick Nurse did or has done. Mm-hmm. You know, he he decided to put Fred Van Vliet on um on Curry and I mean Fred Van Vliet is like a like a you know defensive stopper by all means like he's no Kawhi or anything like that but the he did pick up Curry every single time full court and and I know that doesn't really do much when someone like Curry but then you have Danny Green uh, play offense against in the post and back him down and um, each time Danny Green had it it was it was always this, this try to take the energy out of Curry so on offense he didn't have his legs as much every three pointer he had it was like either short or it was on the left it's very uncharacteristic of Curry so I feel like it was it was kind of a game yeah. plan to let's not exhaust ourselves by running around and try to cover Curry it was more like let's exhaust curry by making him play defense against a bigger guy and i thought that was genius because you're not going to outshoot people like curry and durant but you can outbody them you know you're you're, you have to think about different ways Uh, everyone has been trying to outshoot these guys for years nurse kind of thought of a different plan to like you know let's let's try to exhaust them let's try to body them a little bit because they uh, they play pretty small and I, yeah, I, I can't I can't say enough about what Nurse has done. Speaking of Nick Nurse, um, obviously it's very appropriate uh, to bring him up at all because he's the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. But it was brought up that this was two back-to-back games against two very tough teams, two of the best in the West, best in the league, basically, if you're the best in the West. All of this while he was dealing with some real hardships at home where his other uh, Marcelo nurse uh, passed away what was it like literally right before the Clippers game it was actually the night before either way I mean he has obviously been going through some complete turmoil the last couple of days but he he still went hard at it still still did his other best and I mean that, that that's got to be tough I mean between him and like you know Popovich uh sticking through through you know the, the passing of his wife last year i mean it's got to be hard keep your head in you know what's essentially let's be real we love basketball this is an nba podcast but at the end of the day it's just a game and you know life's a bigger thing but to these people like the game is life and it's it's hard to balance one or the other end you know to, to come out swinging with so much going on at home i'm sure like his mind was all over the place but uh to pull th- through if that hasn't won people over with how they feel about nick nurse being the new head coach whatever right never mind the, the winning record the new style of play the guy really is in my opinion like coach of the year like he's he's bested so many odds and gone through everything and just shown what he can work through i mean the guy's incredible what do you what do you guys think of you know obviously this strategy tragedy that has happened with uh within the nurse family and uh, how he dealt with it yeah, definitely. Prayers, prayers go out to to Nick Nurse and his family. I mean, Obviously, he's the, young, yeah. the youngest of of nine kids, and you know he, you know he came out, and you know you would think that um, 
he probably you you wouldn't excuse him if he said, you know what, I'm not going to join you guys on this road trip. Of course, or at least not in this back to back. I'm going to be home with my family. You, you, no one would blame him for that. But uh, he came out and said, you know, this is what my mom would want. My mom would want me to go out there and and, and do my thing. And you know, you can almost sense this uh, urgency from the players to want to way of paying tribute to to their coach and and his mom was okay. We're going to play our hearts out here. You know, we're you're you're showing us something by being here with us so we're gonna give back we're gonna are all and you saw it on the court right i mean it's uh i don't know if you could have asked for a better outcome over these these two games right i mean 25 and and i think it's 24 points and 20 points i mean that was that was a sight to see yeah for sure and, and i think that comes with like the fa- family mentality of this team it's it's very much you know let's play for one another let's play for not only yeah. each other's teammates but each other's families and each other what they represent too so when that ner- when that uh, news of nurse's mother come came down uh, it's all the credit to him to even want to st- stick there and and to coach that game so like all the power to him and i'm, I'm glad that they kind of showed the, I guess the players themselves. They they showed that they're they're all for each other. You know what I mean? So yeah, like like yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Dre. As uh, as Rosales said, uh, I like calling you Rosales. By the way, I think it's, it's like, like it, it it seems to go well, right? I mean, Long and Rosales, I like it. Um, <laughs> but obviously, obviously, as you said, and not to turn this funny, um, our thoughts and prayers go to uh, the nurse household and the Toronto Raptors family. This is uh, you know, it's such an exciting hard year uh with so much ahead of us like that's obviously not what a first-time head coach kind of wants to deal with nobody wants to deal with death of course and yeah. um luckily he's got the, the raptors franchise uh we are one of the tightest uh knit families in the nba and we always have been through thick and thin and it, it's hard when uh, life throws you a curveball like that sometimes yeah. especially when you're in like a a constant activity like a league like a league sport you know if that was his way of getting through this i'm glad it paid off especially with two of the toughest teams in the league and, so. and i'm also glad it was more of like a statement game too because what do you guys think about uh kevin durant's uh i guess post game interview right so he also said uh when a reporter said you know what is this Huge kind words. of statement uh mean to a young team like this and then you know i'm prefacing him but he was like you know this is not really a young team i mean they got veterans they got and they got championship caliber players and this is no longer a young team like it's they're, like they're made they're made they're here oh, wait i need i need to jump in i need to jump in here because mm-hmm. um in my in my monday column where i preview the the games of the week i talked about this warriors game and one thing i said was that you know the warriors are, are going to like I, I predicted that the warriors win just as probably everyone did but the way i worded it was like they lost to the raptors so they're going to want to show and this is what i said word for word the warriors will want to show the up-and-coming Raptors, why they are the champions. These, this is not an up-and-coming team. Mm-hmm. They're here. Yeah. So I'd like to thank Kevin Durant for reading <laughs> he, my article. He basically, pre- yeah, <laughs> he read your article. You're the res- real MVP. <laughs> he responded straight to you. No, that was all to you, Jay. On which Twitter account? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> was it actually his or was it like a uh, Cavaliers fan? Uh, 193. Yeah, I, you got y'all are hard at Kevin Durant, even as a Cavaliers fan. Oh shit! Wait, wrong account. Okay, let, let, let's not be mean. He was being very nice to us, and I do respect him as a player. But um, you know that joke will never get old. 
I mean, the, it's it's uh, it's funny how you were saying earlier. I mean, obviously on a different, obviously a very different level, but how how life kind of throws you these curveballs. I mean, mm-hmm. they were thrown for a curveball. I mean, they were fully expecting, um, according to assistant coach Adrian Griffin, they were saying that during this back to back, Kawhi was actually going to play both games. Oh, so uh, it kind of sucks that they were thrown for this curveball and. We're going to keep coming back to this, but how how they were uh, the Raptors responded and play well, but the domino effect now of you know the the Raptors playing this well against the top two teams in the West on back to back occasions without Kawhi. What are you trying to say? <laughs> NBA Twitter and Raptors Twitter are starting to say, well, how valuable is Kawhi? Or or, or maybe worded differently, is Kawhi's style of play holding back the raptors i mean i'd like to know your thoughts oh my god they it's always you know one thing is good three things have to be bad yeah. you know it's like eight one yeah. step forward eight steps back it has to be like that all let's not time. let's not talk about Kawhi being i mean sorry let's not talk about how kyle is just not shooting or whatever now that he is like okay let's move on to something else yeah, talk about Kawhi now. yeah and it's the worst yeah. because like you know you, you can't enjoy something you know there's nothing about raptors fans that we can uh, they want to enjoy it like think about it we just had we blew out the the defending champions without our best player and and don't get me wrong Kawhi is our best player you know he's mm-hmm. the best two-way player in the east at least and and you're complaining that you know we don't you don't know if we need Kawhi. like if you you put a team like our team and who, who are really good okay like even if we didn't think about it for a second if we didn't have Kawhi, we would still be very very good now just add Kawhi in there we just went from really good to championship level you got to think of it that way you know, I, I agree that the style of how Kawhi plays is much different when he's when he's off. Right. He, he's very ball dominant. He looks for a shot. But that's what we have him for. We have to utilize his skill. And it's mm-hmm. what Kyle said. It's like next man up. Fred Van Vliet was put into the starting lineup. And because of his play or his uh, Fred Van Vliet style of play, that means that Kyle can play off the ball and and it's going to be very yeah. fast paced. So it's not the fact that Kawhi, we don't really need him anymore. No, it just means that Nurse knows what to do if someone is uh, either injured or unavailable. And it's also a testament to what Masai has also built. So, you know, if Kawhi is gone, we also have somebody to take on Durant, i.e., Pascal Siakam. If Pascal Siakam is available, then you have OG Ananobi. Like all three of those are great options as the defender. Now we we see that JV is also not available. We have the insurance of Greg Monroe, and like mm-hmm. the, those, it's a huge testament to the organization of how they built this team. Everything is just an insurance for everything else. So the fact that when they think that Kawhi isn't a commodity, I guess like it's it's crazy. It's just crazy to think about. What do you think, Dre? Well, I, yeah, I mean. It's weird because I I feel like it's not just this kind of talk that's being privy to the Toronto organization. I think all organizations, whether it be through their media, through the fans, have some sort of illogical kind of discussions when it comes to this kind of thing. Again, this is what happens with a lot of irrational, visceral fans or uh, media outlets that like to cause headlines. And essentially, if you're even with a bad team, you have 82 headlines a year if not more, because, you know, on the off season and during the playoffs, you have even more. You could stir all kinds of stuff on a daily basis. 
rather than seeing it as a good team through and through, when Lowry played Denver and he played Brooklyn and he just wasn't feeling it because of his sore back or his off shot, it was, we need to trade him. Now that he picked up the pieces for himself, because the team was still solid, he, he came out he came out swinging for both of these West games. So it's not like we were doing poorly. He picked us back up, actually. Like, But now the question that people are saying is, how badly do we need Kawhi? Of course we need Kawhi. I think this is the problem, again, with irrational fans. It's either about the rings or we don't have any rings or anything. And it's like, but this is a new year. This is a new team. Rings are a stale argument because, you know, each game being a very like either a do or die situation. Like if we lost a golden state, ha, see you're worse than us. But if we won, which we did, well, we didn't have Curry. And then you had Curry. Well, we didn't have DeMarcus cousins. So like, of course you're going to always get these kinds of discussions because they're fun for a lot of people. I don't, I don't think they're fun myself, but they're fun for a lot of people to always be right with their team. Right. And think that they're the experts on something. When at the end of the day, sports are an ebb and flow. You win some, you lose some. There's no absolutes ever. And, you know, when it comes to this, of course we need quiet. You know, are you going to say the same thing? And I'm sure people have said the same thing, but are you going to say the same thing about Milwaukee where it's like, well, they don't need, they don't need a Tendo Kupo. They kicked our ass without him. And it's like, yeah, but you're still going to want to have him. Oh, let's, what about the Lakers? They don't need LeBron. Or or what about Golden State? They don't need Curry or, or uh, Draymond. They do. Like, I remember reading some comments where it's like, man, Nurse really messed up with this one game. I think it was the, the Detroit game. He doesn't know what he's doing. Fire him. And it's like, we're first in the league. Like, what are you talking about? And that's a, I don't know. It's, that's all I know. We're, we like the players that we've got. Right? Yeah, with, with, with the way that Kawhi is, is that uh, it, it's a matter of fit, right? I mean, you, you can, but when you think of Kawhi, you, you, you see a lot of ISO, right? And that yep. is his style of play, he's still, you know, again, we're only 30 games in. He's played approximately 20 of them. He's still getting comfortable with his team. Um, two things to, to point out here. Number one, yes, he's still trying to get comfortable with his team. As he gets used to this offense, we'll probably see a little less ISO and him taking advantage of uh, what's available to him, which are a number of shooters that he's surrounded by. But more importantly is if we remember how... Um, the the stigma that is always surrounding the Raptors about how the this Toronto franchise is just a bunch of playoff chokers. Think about that for mm -hmm. a second, because if we look at last year, right, and we we could probably the easy answer to all this is just well, it was all because of LeBron. The style of play in which the Raptors played a very wide open style of offensive basketball that relied on very deep rotation um, is very well suited for the regular season. Playoffs though. It the, the the pace slows down considerably. Isolation becomes I wouldn't say the name of the game, but isolation play uh, does work out in your favor again because the pace has slowed down considerably. Uh, teams are game planning for each other in a certain way, so uh, when it slows down and your offense is not flowing as it normally would, having that type of player, the Kawhi, who you can just and you know what? The offense is slowing down. Let's just give it to him. Let we need some points. That is totally invaluable. Like he's to have that kind of offensive player in our back pocket, or sorry, not even our back pocket, but someone that we can rely on um, when everything slows down 
come playoff time, that's again an, another uh, another asset that we can we can go to. Yeah, I mean, a lot of buzzwords become tainted over time, and obviously, ISO is a very popular term that people use nowadays. Where you're looking at LeBron, you're looking at Russell Westbrook, you know, uh, very key players that try to single-handedly take on a team. They try to pull off a Kobe, right? They try to run everything through them and and essentially carry a team in, in ways. Now, as you said, ISO is very important in the playoffs because ISO, you know, gets a bad rap because, you know, not to bring up the past playoff history or whatever, but when you would read a lot of comments like, oh, you know, we threw the game away because – uh, you know, Damar tried to do ISO ISO play or Dwayne Casey tried to rely on on ISO play, this and this. When it works, it does wonders. And if you're looking at one of the best players capable of doing that consistently, you're looking at Kawhi. So again, it's ebbs and flows. You're not looking at the same team that we had last year. It's not even the same coaching lineup we had last year. We have a new head coach. ISO important if you have somebody that can pull it off it won't be such a dirty word anymore <laughs> and Kawhi can definitely pull it off that's true yeah no i agree and i think it's like if, if we're talking about arguments between you know this does the raptors play better without Kawhi or do they play better with Kawhi? like it's it, it just gives it just tells you how much many options that nurse has it's like if you want to have Kawhi in there to slow the game down and also, you know, defend the best player that they have, let's do that. If we want to sit Kawhi so we can play a little bit smaller or we want to, you know, pick up the pace, we can do that. It leaves everything open for for Nurse. If we didn't have Kawhi on this team, it just meant that we are down one of the best players in the East and we have to play a certain style all the time, right? So Kawhi definitely mm -hmm. mixes this up for everybody. And, I, I just I just think the the narrative of anybody thinking that we uh, or we don't need someone like Kawhi his talent is is it's just kind of dumb to me like we we're a good player if you don't even think about, about uh, Kawhi if we if we're a fantastic team and we add in you know a superstar like Adetokounmpo or LeBron or Duran or something like that you're adding a talent you're it's it's an addition you know what I mean like there are times yeah. where it's like addition or subtraction is the addition but the thing is this like Ka Kawhi is an MVP caliber player I don't why wouldn't you want him to have to be on the team like it's just it's just crazy but and don't don't forget it's not just Kawhi. if it wasn't for that trade wouldn't have danny green too so you're talking about if you don't want Kawhi, right. you're you're gonna take out that danny green acquisition too you know so then then you're completely changing the the narrative and the talk about you know we play better without Kawhi or danny is nuts man but let's let's talk about what's coming up next um like you said dre there's there's nj there's portland coming up on friday um, mm -hmm. we're recording this podcast on Thursday night because you guys had some Christmas parties to go. You guys, you guys are probably a little bit tipsy, but, <laughs> but we, no we, drinks for me, buddy, no, I, but we got a Portland coming up and, uh, I don't know if we've ever had too much trouble against that backcourt with the uh, CJ and, um, and Lillard. I always, it, it doesn't really, you're going to say CJ. I was good. I was gonna say it was it was a little weird. That's why I should have said Damian first. But that's my bad. I've enforced that on you, <laughs> right? But yeah, I mean, those two are basically the focal points for Portland. So I don't know. I I just don't feel I I'm gonna chalk that up as a win. And then coming up on Denver, just like how Golden State wanted to put some revenge on us and they failed miserably. 
we need to go out for blood. And not fail miserably. And not, and not fail miserably. We have to come back uh, for revenge. And what do you guys think? Do you, do you think it's a double win? Maybe we're going to split this one uh, or we're going to lose two. What do you guys think? Leave this to Dre first. I got, I got my answer lined up. Sure. Um, I just felt like with my nonstop uh, ranting in the previous one, you'd want to get a word in. But uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I would like to assume that this would be a double win, but we can't. Uh, we can't. We can't get too excited yet. These are still two very powerful teams. Of course, we are a powerful team. But again, uh, the keywords, uh, you know, the Pee Wee Playhouse uh, word of the day or phrase of the day, ebbs and flows. That's that's what the league is. So. You know, we win some, we lose some, and these are two tough teams. Obviously, we still have to bring our A game. We can't just count these out. Uh, I know Portland. Portland has to be within the last five years, like one of the most topsy turvy goddamn teams. Eh? Yeah. Like massive winning streaks, getting swept in the playoffs. Like first in the league, now they're like what seventh? Whatever. Nice. They're they're, they're not. Oh right my now. god, they're not even in contention anymore. Okay, yeah. well, it's also a very tough East, but or West rather West nonetheless. Yeah. These are still very, two very tough teams. And I think we can definitely pull out two wins, especially because if uh, Millsap sitting out. Yes. Yeah. He's a broken toe, right? Okay. Okay. So that doesn't mean we will win, but that certainly helps. Um, We also don't have JV for four to five weeks. So that's, that's that's also true. Thanks Draymond. (laughs) You're right. I didn't know. Anyways, like uh, apparently it, it, I mean, it is true. Like the your hand is a part of the ball, so if you swipe at the hand, but it's attached to the ball, that means it's not a foul. But it wasn't the hand with the ball that got dislocated; it was the other hand. So the thumb, yeah. the other thumb on his left hand. So now I'm just like, then where if you if you didn't foul one hand, what about the other hand? Like I don't know, I don't know it's crazy. I don't know. I'll, we could talk about that, but like I just think that was a foul. I it's it's pretty obvious. The black belt because that karate. <laughs> as real as I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so, so my quick two cents are, uh, I absolutely think we can pull off the double win uh, to close out this amazing road trip. Um, the Raptors are definitely open to some, uh, to a letdown game in Portland, uh, especially the high they've got now after that Clippers-Warriors double. Um, but the Raptors have won the last six in a row against the Blazers, so... You know, you guys are asking about, like, how do we do against uh, that dynamic backcourt of, of Lillard and McCollum? Uh, we do quite well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, winning six in a row against the Blazers, um, I think that we we can make the, pull out a win and make that seven in a row. And also, going back to the Warriors game, check out how Van Vliet, check out how they defended Curry and Clay. Now imagine that on Lillard and McCollum. It's totally plausible that that can happen all over again, right? So, um, yeah, I think a, a win in Portland is definitely possible. And usually I would say that our game would be a loss because going to that altitude at the end of your road trip, that also is one of those, I feel like that's a schedule loss or something. Like the Raptors are just going to be, again, end of a road trip, going to that altitude, that's just not fun. But really. Um, right. let alone on a road trip. However, this Millsap is out. Uh, Gary Harris is out. Will Barton out. Isaiah Thomas still hasn't played. Michael Porter. Will he make that big of an impact? No offense. 
I know it's true, but what I'm trying to get at is they're they are at the point now where they are starting guys like uh, what's his name Juan Hernan Gomez. Uh, they're they're at the point where they need to sign guys like oh look Swaggy P. So <laughs> I mean, they're 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 just not it's not ready to face a full uh, and presumably healthy Raptors squad. So I'm gonna say that we we end off the best road trip of the year with. Probably be a tight one because you know not not just the one this this past uh, the last several games against Denver have all been tight. So yeah. I expect a very tight battle, but I expect this time we'll pull it out. Yeah, Jay, and and as a um, fan like NBA fantasy connoisseurs, we would have to put some a little bit of stock in Greg Monroe because he, JV, of course, he's out for four to five weeks, and we need some somebody to guard Jokic, and I don't think uh, Serge Ibaka one is big enough tall enough mm-hmm. and it's probably strong enough which is kind of strange to see or say strange to say to guard Jokic so we're going to see a lot of um, I think we're going to see a lot of Greg Monroe and I think we also called up a Chris Boucher from the 905 too to not, oh. not to obviously not to play too many minutes but at least to have that insurance and um, but yeah so I, I agree I think we're gonna I at least I hope that we come out this road trip for no that'd be very impressive we I don't think we have ever nor do I remember anyone else going on two four game road trips to the west of the Eastern Conference uh, teams to go eight and no that would be quite a feat to happen and if any team's gonna do it I think you know we have to believe that this one is going to but yeah um is there anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, it's almost like when there's good news, there's less to talk about. I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? This this is solid, right? I mean, next week is is going to be another um, interesting one. Right? I, mean, I know we we kind of talked about the schedule, but if we go even one game out when this road trip is complete, yeah. our first game back home is against the Pacers, and that's a team that's like probably the only mid to I would say mid level. I wouldn't say top tier team, but another challenging playoff like contender that there so Oladipo is back uh, that I one believe, should be interesting right mm-hmm. Oladipo is finally back yeah, yeah. so yeah. and you know what I say bring it on I mean I, I I welcome that challenges I mean we're at this a stage now and I didn't I, I wanted to get this ready for the pod was uh I want to have ready for you guys the stat that I believe the Raptors are are going to be the favorite in every single remaining game of the season Ooh, <laughs> that's awesome! I, I can't say that with one hundred percent certainty. Oh, I'm man. I'm like I'm almost there though. I I I didn't finish my research in time. Okay, but, if you um, when you do if if and when you do, you got to take a screenshot so we can tweet that out, man. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, there there will be the odd like I, I think even when we, I think we have one more visit to Boston. I think even then we're we're gonna be favored. I'm gonna check it out. Nice. I'll, I'll let you guys know. All right, all right. So until that, um. I think we're good, man. Dre, where do I, where can I find you, bro? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. What about what about you two? Where can I find you on Twitter? CJ? Me at Rosalosaurus. You can also find my work on Raptors HQ. You can find me, uh, JLone20, on Twitter. You can find this podcast on Twitter at That's a Rap Pod. Um, you can find this podcast on all your podcatchers. Just search up that with an apostrophe, yes, uh, that's a rap podcast on itunes stitcher spot uh spotify podbean all your podcasters make sure you rate us review us leave us comments leave us questions and everything we love seeing that we love talking to you raptor fanatics uh, i was just uh on self of the six with with adam 
Adam Kosier, is that his last name? I don't remember. But Cher, it, yeah, Cher, Adam, yeah. Uh, for, before this road trip, and it was a, it was really good talking, and you can catch me on there. But let's go for that 4-0. Let's go 8-0 on a West Coast, West Coast trip. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. That's... Yeah, man. All right. Well, anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. That's a wrap. What's going on, Jabari Parker? What's going on? <laughs> I love those. <laughs>